0: You can find it on my website at one rental at a time.com. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time, back with my Friday guest, Stephen Dow. How are you doing, sir?
1: Fantastic. And yourself, sir?
0: I'm doing well. Hey, one of the things, oh, actually, before we get started, let's do that marketing thing first.
1: Yes. Thank you for remembering. Although I work happily for Velocity Mortgage Capital, all the ideas and topics discussed on Mike's channel are that of our own. So let's get it going.
0: Yeah, one of the things I'm doing with all of my investors who have been doing their their profession for 20 years or more is I want to go back and compare. I want to really compare what we are seeing today in the mortgage market with the nutty insanity of kind of the 0, 05, 06, 07 period. And the reason I want to do this, Stephen, and the reason I want to do this with you is you have an up close and personal history with just how insane and frankly unhealthy that last environment was because you were in it and then it popped. And you're also in it today. And you're like, and I'm sure you can tell us today's loans have nothing to do with yesteryear's loans because a lot of people are talking about there's going to be the next great crash, but they're, they're not in it. They don't realize that investors have to put real money down and before they could get 105% loans. And it, it's so different, but let's remind them you were there.
1: Oh, no, uh, definitely. Uh, I started my, uh, career in the finance industry, specifically in subprime, uh, back in uh, early 96, um, little Bluetooth shop, uh, uh in Sherman Oaks and then just kind of progressed from there in the subprime world um stayed in the wholesale side uh for a little bit and then uh, opened up my broker my own broker shop uh, for a little bit and yeah was very heavily invested in the subprime market as far as you know alt a mm-hmm. um stated income you know stated assets where you don't have to prove it with with any documentation you just put on an application and. They'll take your word for it. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely a higher risk because there was just no leverage, no skin in the game. And I really believe that's the kind of difference between now against then. Whereas before then, you know, you could do a stated income loan on someone's primary residence, where you can give them 100% financing. They got no skin in the game, and you don't even know what they really make. Yeah. So yes. Nowadays, with the loans that we underwrite, it's for business purpose. So there's a tenant that occupies the space, so that even if the property owner stops paying, the tenant theoretically pays enough rent to cover the mortgage payment. So you have less of, of a chance of default. In fact, our default rate, I believe I have to check again, uh, but the last time I checked, we had a lower default rate than Fannie Freddie, even though they verify income.
0: Hmm. Yeah. This is one of the big things I remember being different. Again, I was borrowing money back then. Actually, one of my loans was an alt a, cause that was what the broker at the time put me in. Even though I could qualify prime, I, I got put into an Altay loan without, I don't know, I guess I knew, but I didn't know. I didn't appreciate what it was. And today is, um, frankly, the liar loans. They don't really exist today, certainly on owner ox, uh, which is awesome. Uh, I know this isn't where velocity plays. So this would be more about what does Steven know outside? Do you know if any owner ox are getting the, the 103, 104, 105% loans? Because- I remember brokers telling friends and family of mine, we're going to give you all the money for the house and we're going to help you add new furniture. Furniture. I mean, that was like, I couldn't believe people were doing that. Do you know if that exists at all today? Are you seeing that in the industry?
1: Right. Well, um, I don't, not in the, not in the commercial finance world. I mean, mm-hmm. no, that's just too much of a risk. Um, uh, it's all about skin in the game nowadays, you know, mm-hmm. um, leverage is what makes our world go around, uh, specifically. So, even if you could verify someone's income, like I said, back in the you know the the Morris meltdown of 06 to, to 08 or what have you, most of those loans that default were full dock loans, Fannie yeah. Freddie. So for us, if you got you know a, a lot of skin in the game, chances are you're not gonna you know balk on the deal, and or the tenant pays enough in rent, so you can at least get that covered. So it it, it uh, it's a different animal and it's a whole different market, but uh, it's still useful, just depending upon how you're utilizing that tool, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just like with anything, if you misuse it, you don't blame the tool, you blame the user, right? Right. Just like yeah. with a, you know, a hot iron code, whatever. So same thing with the person with the loan, even with those, you know, quote unquote, neg loans in the past, oh. it would be useful if you used it right. But most people were sold it the wrong way as far oh. as looking at it. Like, oh, just the minimum payment, minimum payment. And it's like, no, you're getting tacked on in the back end. You don't even see that, you know yeah, what I mean? So
0: it was bad. that was the problem. Those pick-a-payment loans were the most yeah. toxic soup ever created. They were sold all kinds of wrong.
1: Oh, no. They, again, it was all about the how the person presented it. But if you knew how to use it the right Hell way, yeah. you could, depending upon, especially if you're self-employed, you know, you get ebb and flows of income, <laughs> some months, you know, fall back on that, that lower payment, other months pay down, you know, huge principal. So it, it, you know, it, it could be useful, but human nature and just how people were looking at, you know, property values are going to keep going up, keep going up, don't worry about it. And no, no one saw that bubble coming around the corner. So yeah. it was just, uh, yeah, greed at every level from the, you know, uh, securitization side as far as, you know, the rating companies rating these securitizations and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, everybody all the way down to the borrower. I mean, they yeah. should pretty much know you're, you're getting something 100%, 100% financing with no skin in the game. You know what I mean? It's just, it was, it was yeah. bad. It was, the one th- I'm sorry. I, I tend to ramble because there's a lot of PTSD <laughs> from that time. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, th- a lot this of, is lot of happening. A lot this of is what, stuff
0: I want people to hear this because a lot of people are pointing at price charts, not realizing that the underlying asset, which is the loan or the loan product is fundamentally different than last time. Not it's they're not even similar uh, today. Um, so the other thing I no. want. Yeah. So the other thing I want to talk about is things changed very fast. And there, you know, I often refer to it as the Lehman moment, right? When Lehman went under the world changed, that was like, Hey, we're going to not bail. We're we're not bailing everybody out. And that's when mortgage brokers started going out. It might be when yours, uh, you know, yours had to close up shop. But I remember that was a time in history where things changed overnight and they just got progressively worse really, really fast. Do you remember it the same way?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, literally like overnight, all the banks dried up. There was no products left. And then the few that were there, you tried to then, okay, let's pour all your your energy into, you know, re, uh, re-upping the pipeline with whatever product you can sell. And then you pour all your energy, money, marketing. And like a month and a half, two months later, they go, bank, you know, they go belly up and now- yeah. Yeah. Nothing. So yeah, that was a horrible time in finance for sure.
0: Yeah. How, how long did it, cause I, I know the property market, uh, I actually didn't go to a mortgage broker or a bank for a decade, right? I went hard money first, then right. private money for a decade. I didn't even bother looking cause I got told no, you know, by, I got told no by the bank that had all my money, which I was like, what are you, are you kidding me? What What do you mean you could say no? And then, I got told no by another large national bank. I'm like, wow, something, something is way off. Um, wh- how long did it take for the mortgage market to kind of start functioning again? Because it, it was, Loosen up. yeah, I mean, from the, from the peak of craziness, like you saw in the big short where the guy's eating sushi in Vegas to, you know, he's getting a job at a car right. wash company. Was that like several years? or I mean, was it just over overnight or what happened?
1: I mean, for, for for some, yeah, for some, it, it was several years. For some, it was just, you know, um, even longer than that. It just depended on how much you leveraged. There was a lot of people that had the same you know, aggressive sentiment of, like, pick, you know, picking up a bunch of properties, all 100% finance, and, you know, thinking that the value is just going to keep going up so then they can refinance in a short period of time and and, and and, you know, get some equity, yada, 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 and move to the next one. But then once the market crashed and you got no leverage – or no skin in the game they just let all those properties go so yeah. um yeah and some people were just thinking they were paper rich you know look at all the problems i got was you got no skin in the game they're thinking mm-hmm. they're getting all this equity and then once that you got nothing so yeah, yeah it just depended on, on the situation in the person but yeah uh, anywhere from a couple of you know at least six months or longer for that to happen from highs of the highs to lows of the lows and then some people even longer as far as years because yeah. they weren't as Aggressive, and they didn't play too. You know, uh, how do I put this? Just not frugal or smart with their money. You know, I'm I'm definitely a. a, a, a um, i am i am definitely I can say I definitely messed up in regards to that. So just you know, spend money yep. like I thought it was just gonna keep keep on coming. So yeah, lesson learned though for sure. Things yeah. are much more conservative nowadays.
0: And then the last thing I want to talk about is you know how many files were you processing kind of before Lehman goes out? I'm guessing it's a big number. And then like, if you fast forward, I just want to get a scale. Like we were doing 80 files a week and then we were doing six. I mean, just how, how bad did the water turn off or the flow of, of deals? Do you remember?
1: Oh man. Well, I mean, specifically in the subprime market, it all disappeared. Nobody, I mean, just zero. Things were going belly up, uh, you know, found uh, BKA and, and there's no programs. And so yeah, secondary market wasn't buying it. this stuff. I mean, they were trying to get rid of their stuff at pennies on the dollar. So nobody's yeah. buying their stuff either. So nobody, you could do, you couldn't do any loans, uh, even on the eight paper side. Things are getting even super tight. Yeah. And so for somebody like yourself, who's self employed, and you got, you know, you show nothing on your on your taxes. Yeah, there was no way you would have got a loan back then. No, nope.
0: that's that's why I didn't even bother. Yeah, I get told no, no by two banks, two big national banks. I didn't know any better. I
1: right. didn't
0: know about non cum at the time
1: because well, I don't. Non qm ever... didn't exist yet. Because yeah, I didn't think it so. Came yeah. about after you know uh, subprime went away and then. A paper, you know, was still super tight, and the hard money market was still there, but then a paper started loosening up, but then there was still that underserved market of somewhere in between conventional financing Mm -hmm. and traditional hard money. So that's when kind of like a pseudo subprime came about, which now they call non-QM.
0: Yeah. So one of the big things I guess I want to talk about is we kind of look at today versus yesteryear is investors, Mm -hmm. right? Me, we have a lot more skin in the game than the 06 timeframe without question. hundred percent. <laughs> uh also today, um, you know, there's there's some verification going on, right? I can't I can't fill out my application and you're not gonna look at it, right? You're you're gonna check credit, you're gonna check this. You're oh yeah. I mean, things.
1: there's still some degree of, of processing of the file nowadays. Um, at least from our standpoint, we're just primarily looking for a higher quality borrower as far yeah. as your credit history. So your credit history kind of explains this, what's the likelihood of, of repayment, right? right. Mm-hmm. Uh or willingness to, and then the verification of you know, certain assets of like three months of reserves, and obviously you're down payment. If you got from what our statistics and our research and all the data that we've had doing loans since 2004 with this company, skin in the game drives the market. So even if you, you know, even if your, your, your tenant moves out or what have you, if you got 30, 40% in that property, you're going to do whatever you can. So yeah. Um, yeah, that's basically the difference.
0: I'm guessing you don't have a lot of products, a lot of properties go bad yeah. on the Fast 50 program, which is, I, I'm a part of. When when I put fifty percent down on a on a rental, there's not a very big chance that I'm going to lose that house.
1: <laughs> no, no, and I'm, and especially not at no three point nine nine percent either, Mike. Yeah, friend. it's not gonna happen. <laughs> the numbers don't lie. You know what I'm saying? Statistically, when we give somebody three point nine nine, there's no way. I mean, if you're if you're an investor and you can't get an ROI at six percent or above, you yeah. should probably find either a different market or find something else to do. Because yeah, it should be you know. Cash flow and positive. If if that's the, if those are about the numbers, it should work out, but yeah.
0: Very cool. Well, Steven, I appreciate what you did for me. Uh, This, this is always fun to go back. What I really want new investors to realize is today is not 06. Don't listen to people that are pointing at little pricing charts and saying the world's going to end the loan product, the assets, the, the loan, the lending environment is it's, it's, it is night and day different. So uh, Steven, how do you want people to reach out to you if they want to ask some questions about Uh, your loans?
1: Oh, yeah. SDAO, S-D-A-O at VelocityMortgage.com. And remember to put O-R-A-A-T in the subject line, just so it kind of uh, passes the the, uh, firewall. But other than that, yeah, um, I work weekends, unfortunately, (laughs) sometimes. But yeah. Uh, (laughs) So call me if you need me or email me if you need me. And
0: O R A T in the subject line, in case you don't know what that is, that stands for One Rental at a Time. So thanks, buddy. Appreciate it.